This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, this is Ed Spangenberg from Click Tea Shop. And if you're down in the dumps and you need something to pick you up, there's only one thing that will do. What's that? The Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Uninhibited and uncensored for your listening pleasure. Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 54, we're calling this one Exciter, I know Tommy's excited because uh, who do we have with us today? We have our good friend Stephen Michael from one of our favorites, the Growing Up Rock podcast, welcome Stephen buddy. What's up there Kiss Army, oh I'm so excited to be here. Of course you're excited. That's why we named the episode Exciter, or as, Paul Stan- or, or as Paul Stanley likes to call it, Exciter. Yeah, the whispers <laughs> in the night, baby. Uh, That's right. Now, how, you doing, bud? how you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, man. How about you guys? Uh, well, I'm drinking a mug of tea right now because my house is like the plague. Everybody is sick, including me, so I'm, I'm powering through because... You know, that's what a dedicated KISS podcaster has to do. Oh, dude, I thought you were just resting your voice and drinking that tea and honey so that you could go sit in with uh, with Paul. Help him out on vocals there, buddy. What are you trying to say? He needs help with his vocals? Absolutely not. <laughs> he sounded <laughs> perfect when I was there. <laughs> oh, I need a cough button tonight. Ooh, I had to listen me. to you two fucking battle of who's the sicker between the two of you guys. All right. Oh. My throat, oh my neck, oh my back, and my neck. I want to. I want. I want a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So what's up so, with you, Zeus? Now, now that everybody knows what's up with me and Steven, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Um, I'm trying to stay healthy. Everybody, you're right. Everybody's been sick. Yep. Um, to be honest with you, I'm just excited that we got our good friend back, Stephen Michael, who uh, likes to take shots at us when we're not on the air with him on Uh-oh. Grown Up Rock. But now we have him with us. Should we behave today, Tom? Hey, kind of. It, it depends. I just, don't know. So, just so you boys are aware, I can handle my own. So bring it. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't give two fucks about it. <laughs> oh, see, come on. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't tolerate that type of language on this show. You know that. Jesus. I got to get all my fucks out on your show. 
Yeah. That was one. That was one of my resolutions for the years to cut back on my show. If I'm... Okay, well, you could just come on here and use them. That's perfect. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Sonny's like the fuck police over there, huh? No more. Stop swearing. Now it's the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law this time. A oh. mother-in-law. The mother-in-law's listening to growing up rock. She is. She's a she's a constant supporter. It's fantastic. She's learning all kinds of new stuff about rock and roll. It's great. Oh, oh that's okay. awesome. Excellent. Excellent. What, what's her, what's her thoughts on the new Eclipse album? <laughs> 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 she never knew there was a band from Sweden. <laughs> I I never did. I never did either. You and Sonny both turned us on, or at least turned me onto Eclipse. They are a good band. You guys love them, but they are good. Yeah, they're a really yeah. good band. Yep. Hey, but we're here to talk Kiss rock and roll. Yep, that's right. So, but, what's going on in Kiss world? Well, again, they're on their little break before they come back to uh, the United States with Mr. David Lee Roth, who, as everybody listening uh, now knows, he's in Vegas. You've seen the uh, you've seen the YouTube uh, videos. Uh, the opening night was kind of a train wreck. Some people are saying the second night seemed to be a bit of an improvement. Um, last I saw, still no Yankee Rose in the set list, which is mind numbing. I don't understand that. Um Steven, what are your quick thoughts on what you've seen and heard so far about uh, Mr. Roth? It was about what I figured it would be. I yep. guarantee you by the time he hits the road with Kiss, Yankee Rose will be in that set. He's going to okay. trim that set down, and uh, my guess will be somewhere in the neighborhood of an hour, hour and ten minutes. And, uh, you know, he'll hit it and get it, and it'll be a hell of a lot in- more entertaining than a painter. Yeah, oh, thank yeah, God. The, the paint, the painter is gone. Yep. Exactly. I wouldn't mind watching David Lee Roth just do splits for an hour, jumping yeah. up and down and, and hamming it up. I'd rather see that than the fucking unemployed painter. Look, yeah. here's a picture of Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I listen to all kinds of people talk about, I'm not, I'm not going to see it. I don't want to see it. It sounds awful. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, for me, it was 80 bucks, and that's tax, fees, everything. 80 bucks for me and my wife to go sit on the lawn, watch Kiss, David Lee Roth, meet some friends, have a few drinks. That's a great night of rock and roll for me. I don't, Absol- you know. Absolutely. I don't, I don't need it to be perfect. I just need it to be entertaining. I think people put way too much thought into uh, you know, oh, this is horrible. It's it's not horrible. The band will sound fine. You know, Dave will do Dave. He's entertaining. Kiss will be Kiss. Uh, and it's you know, each to his own. I would never criticize anybody for not going, and I would certainly never criticize anybody for going. Uh, but it'll be the first time my wife gets to see Kiss, so that's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I think you know your perspective is 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 good. It, it's entertainment. It's a night out. It's a show. Yep. Um, and if you're looking for anything more than that, you know, w- w- you shouldn't be expecting that because, um, you know, these guys are old. They've been around for 40 plus years. So, um, but with that right perspective, it's going to be a good time for everybody. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, um so other, oh, go ahead, Zeus. No, I was going to say the other stuff before we get into the big news for kiss yep. is it happened. I think the day or so after, uh, we, um, recorded and that is uh neil parrot dying right yeah um i i just made a couple good loving tributes to him yeah i didn't know if we wanted to bring that up because i didn't want to get all kind of 
wrapped no, up. No, but that. it's an interesting no, I, conversation because we have Steven and we've no. had this conversation between all of us about Rush on our fucking text exchange. <laughs> I say to you guys, what's my gimmick? No matter what you guys say, you guys are talking to Rush. I'll just chime in with the Rush socks, right? <laughs> right. I still think they suck. You and Sonny both. I still can respect his talent, though. I can tell you that he was well-respected and God bless him. I've heard he was a nice guy and, and be like, it's a shame. It's a loss of rock and roll. I still think the band sucks, but I know it bothers you guys. And a lot of big people, big fans uh, of his are very hurt by it. So, uh, you know, my condolences to him, his family and, and the fans, but yeah, this was, it was, it was only going to make fucking Tom Sawyer sound any better. Yeah. This was a, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, this was, you know, and, and I, I didn't hide my feelings. This was a big deal to me. Um, you know, other than kiss, you know, rush is probably the band for me. Um, I was lucky enough to have seen them a couple of times in concert and see Neil perform. Um, I've been a fan of them since moving pictures came out when I was eight years old. Um, rush is that big for you? Yeah. Yeah, but the the reason why you may not have known that was because no one in college liked Rush. Yeah, but so you I, also so, like. But I know that you really like Steely Dan, and I don't like them yeah. at all. But I know you like them. Yeah, I didn't know that you had this affinity for Rush. Yeah. Um, and when he passed, that was that was a big deal. That was like like all all of a sudden I started thinking like, you know, Jesus Christ, you know. Kiss is old and you know I, it, it it was a big deal for it was the first time like like a, a band that's mm-hmm. really close to me um passed you know I know I know we've lost the uh, icons of rock and music over yeah, the like past that, few years we were years. too young to appreciate Eric Carr we were in college right yeah exactly exactly uh, yeah I think I think uh exactly what you're saying Tom uh let me see if I can um bring this home for me Rush was a top 10 band for me in my growing up rock years, my high school years. And so this was the first time that somebody passed away that was that big of a part of those years for me. So I identify with that. And when he passed away, first of all, it was a shock because nobody, we, none of us knew he was sick. Like we were just figured, Hey, he's retired. He's enjoying life, you know? So none of us knew he was sick. So that was a, a shocker. And, you know, it's just, it's like a piece of your childhood dying at the same time. So it, I did, I, I literally was emotional when, when I found that out, that really freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. And like Zeus said when he first brought up the the Neil story, there, uh, they were they you know they they were them and Kiss had a big history when Kiss was a was an up and coming band when Rush was an up and coming band. Gene Simmons is in that excellent Rush documentary, um, and you know on our social media I posted some nice pictures of Rush when they you know Rush and Kiss looked like kids. You know you're talking first few tours for the for for the band so. You know, Peter Chris did a, a really nice tribute. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, they all had some really nice things to say on top of everybody else in the music world. Um, that was nice to, to see. Yeah, that but out. for that, us, in yeah. Kiss, yep. Did you see the Gene video when he was talking about Rush opened up for us and then they brought in Neil and Neil was doing it was an yep. awesome video when he was talking about it. And it sounded like we've talked about this before. I, I know Gene can be annoying and like just put his foot in his mouth. But he can speak like the, the, you know, hit the nail on the head, 
speak from the heart at times, and it seems so genuine. And it was like, you know, I thought Rush was some British band. I didn't know they were Canadian. What the hell is Canadian rock? Yep. And uh, and the way he talked about it and how Neil was, and he gave his respect. Paul is just like, you know, dramatic. And when he's not fighting uh, climate, was, how does he say it, Tom? We got what? We got global warming. We got climate change. Australia's on fire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when he's not doing that, he's, you know, he's going to preach. He, God bless. You know, I just, whatever. You know, Peter was close with him, obviously, drummers. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, and I see other drummers, a lot of tributes to him and the one and only the best. Um, you know, again, I can respect him. I can see the music. Um, you know, the musicianship and just the talent the guy has. Yeah, All no, I've said to you constantly to anybody about Rush is great. You got three great musicians, all great at their instruments. None of it meshes together. <laughs> it's just guy going, do, 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 do. That thing in the Beatles thing. Remember the thing we used oh, to watch? With da with Dana, with Dana Carvey when he was, and I went biddly, biddly, biddly. Listen, I don't think it's a surprise that Rush is not everybody's cup of tea. They're the fans that they have, and they have a lot of them are super passionate. But Absolutely. I think I think Rush is Rush is an interesting band because people either love them or hate them, and then usually all the ones that hate them are kind of like Tom, uh, like Zeus, where they respect them. You know, I respect this band, well, but I don't, do I don't. I don't dig the music and, and that's okay. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and I understand that. I understand that thing. Like there are some bands I hear and I'm just like, how can you not like this band? Rush isn't one of those bands, uh, because I understand why people don't like them. Agreed. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, you're right. It's a love hate and the people and Zeus sums it up perfectly. He's not a fan of their music at all. But he respects and appreciates the musicianship, and that's that's fine. That's yeah. that's all we're looking for. So, yeah. rest in peace, Neil. And Getty Lee you know, is not what you would call a handsome man. <laughs> no, Getty Getty Lee looks like a witch from like the 1800s right now. <laughs> but he probably looks better than the members of Kiss do these days. I know, I know. Oh, it's true. It's true. All so, right, let's get to the elephant in the room. Well, Kiss Zeus Cruise Ten. Holy, holy backlash. <laughs> you, you know, oh you, God. you know, what's funny about this Zeus is this is the first time that I can remember if it's happened at all, where diehard kiss fans that we see on Twitter and Facebook are literally pissed off at the band. Like yep. all those people that support them through thick and thin through everything they are crying out about what about the Kiss Cruise announcements. Zeus, when, talk about a little well, bit what we saw. What they did is they took away the indoor show. <laughs> and so they have one outdoor show. And from what I understand, the outdoor show is like fucking, what was that, what was that concert, Stephen, with the stones and someone got stabbed? All the Altamont. Time. Altamont, yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess that's what it's like to try to get a good spot. At the Kiss concert on on the outdoor uh, venue, I'm I heard it, it, people are bullshit. They're like, it's bad enough what it was before. Now that's the only show. I'm not even gonna get a good view. So they got rid of the autographed item. Now you get something engraved. Prices went up. They lost the third show, and you know everyone's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me here? 
Are you kidding me? The best part was seeing them at the Stardust, that indoor show. It was an intimate. You got there was no bad seat. You paid the money, but you got to see it. You lost the meet and greets. You lost the autographs. The prices went up. You you know, I know we joke about fucking <laughs> Tommy Thayer on a banana boat and somebody <laughs> shooting hot dogs at you. Um, but really, at what point? Like exactly, someone put a fucking the the social media stuff is hilarious. Someone put like a fucking cardboard cutout of Kiss <laughs> on a roundabout. And go, That's what you're paying for, and they'll just spin it around in a circle, and people are like, Woo! <laughs> honestly, when I said to Tommy about going, like Kiss might be like the third best act that I want to see there. I want to well, yeah, see Bruce. I want to see the band. They announced to offset the anger. They announced Rat. Queensryche was already announced, but yep. they announced Rat and, of course, our buddy Jericho's Fozzie. So when I saw that, I was like, jumping, Tommy, Fozzie's going. We got to go. Rat's going to be there. So I want to see them, too. And I want to see Bruce, if he's coming with his band. And, yeah, I'll see Kiss. <laughs> that's how I and look that's at right. it. And that's right. And I said that, I said that to you last night, Zeus. I said, it's pretty sad that. You know, we love Fozzie and we love Rat, but those are the bands that are pushing you over the top to go to the goddamn Kiss concert now. I mean, exactly. Like, what is their thought process about getting rid of that intimate indoor arena show? Well, I think I what, think what, so, it, what it remind what, no, what I was going to say, what, the, what when I heard this announcement and I saw the backlash, it reminded me of what you brought up during our Festivus episode when we did the airing of the grievances. And yeah. one of the things, one of the things you said was less. For more, or, or, or however you phrased it, yeah, they're, they're taking advantage of the fans, the you, fans, the fan. <laughs> Steven, what do you think, buddy? Man, so if if I and I've never been on a Kiss cruise, so I'll, I'll prerequisite whatever I say with that. Uh, but from what I understand, obviously, I've had a lot of friends that have gone on it. From what I understand, they used to do two indoor shows. And each show would usually be a little bit different. Uh, and in the early days, they would reach into their bag of tricks and pull out uh, a couple of deep cuts, which the KISS fans love. So now, if I understand it, they're going away from that completely. They're doing one show on the pool deck for everybody, which is a ship full of, you know, 3,000 people, 3,500 people. Skinheads, degenerates. Clamoring gang, for a space. Uh, oh, there's going to be knifings on that uh, on that pool deck. <laughs> I, I predict, thrown overboard. <laughs> I, predict, I predict that uh, midgets will be uh, swinging from the palm trees and uh, at least 12 or 13 Gene Simmons lookalikes will be stabbed uh, during that concert. <laughs> But it it was crazy seeing the like the outright anger, like people, people posting like screenshots of the announcement and, you know, just flipping out saying no more, no more. You know, and it's just I'm like, wow, I'm like, you got to wonder if Kiss is kind of overplaying their hand and seeing again, how far can we push the fans? You know, Um, because I I haven't seen this kind of backlash in any of the Kiss Cruise announcements. And um, I don't know. That was that was kind of surprising. We'll see what happens. People vote with their wallets. So. If right. uh, if they sell tickets, they sell tickets, and you're willing to accept it. I personally, if I was going to go on a Chris, uh, Kiss cruise, it would have been the year before last when they had Ace on there. 
Uh, but I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger for me. It's about, um, the amount of variety and bands. Uh, you guys know that, uh, we go on the monsters of rock cruise and there's 45 some odd bands. They treat you great. The people that attend the shows are great. Every band plays two shows. They get about an hour each and it's just a good variety. Now, if you don't like any of the bands and you truly know all the bands and you don't like them, then I get it. But if you're, if you're thinking that you're, you're not going to like five or 10 bands, uh, I would say, give, give opportunity to some of the bands you're not familiar with, because uh, it's just a, a great, great cruise of rock and roll. And, uh, I think that that's done the right way personally for me. And I'm yeah, wondering and this, if and this um, week's uh, advertisement of the monster rock cruise is sponsored by. Grown up, rock, grown up rock podcast. That's so it. I'm wondering, real quick before we move on, I'm wondering if Kiss is starting to see that trend in these in these cruises. You know, the Monsters of Rock cruise. I know Jericho has a cruise. You see all these other events because now I've never been on a Kiss cruise. I, I don't know the entire history of all the lineups, but you know, those are what love them or hate them. Those are three top tier bands. You got Queensryche, Rat and Fozzie. You know, you got your classic hard rock, your hair metal, whatever you want to call it. You know, then you got an up and coming um, new hard rock band in Fozzie. And, you know, for them to publicize that announcement the way that they did, it's almost as if, yep, it's a kiss cruise. However, we're having we're going to have these bands, too. So you got to wonder if maybe they maybe as they get older, are they going to trend it towards a Monsters of Rock, uh, you know, style uh, event? Yeah, I, one I, of the thi- Go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think so. I don't think it's any different than what they've done in the past. First of all, Kiss kind of led their way with those uh, rock and roll cruises. I mean, yep. they were one of the first to do it. And then you had the Def Leppard cruise. Uh, Jericho's now got his cruise and he's going on his second year. It's a big money-making thing. I mean, there's tons of of music cruises out there and available for people to attend. And I held off for a long time going because it is expensive. It is not cheap. You guys see the prices of the Kiss Cruise. All these cruises are basically the same in terms of five-night cruise for uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of three grand for two people. And that's, that's, you know, that's average price, uh, and it can be a lot more expensive and that doesn't include a bar tab. So it's expensive, but if you break it down, uh, for the amount of shows that you would see and pay for, then it starts to become reasonable if you look at it in that way. Now Mm -hmm. on the kiss cruise, I'm not paying money to see cooking with Paul Stanley. (laughs) <laughs> I would I I would rather see live shows. So I would rather see um a rat, a Queen's a Kiss, uh, you know, I want to see live rock and roll. That's that's why I go on those cruises is to see live rock and roll. Okay, a couple things. So I I hear where you're uh, coming from, but from what I understand, when you went on the cruise, you could only see one of the shows, indoor shows. So really you would only see the outdoor sail away and then the indoor show. So you are still going to see two shows. I know people are saying they went from three to two. Technically, you're only supposed to see two. The other part to this is, I think, you know, business-wise and 
pleasure-wise, they don't want to sit in their costumes all day, do 50,000 photos and meet and greets. Let's just do Paul fucking reads books to kids and people pay $1,000 to do that. Let's do uh, Gene plays a, uh, a game show against somebody about fucking history. Let's do this. Let's do uh, Eric and Tommy do a fucking name that riff song. You know, those things add up. And they're like, you know what? While we don't have to do all the entertainment, now we have other bands to entertain people, keep people happy. We'll play two shows. If you want to pay a little extra, you can still do it with us. I'm just being devil's advocate. But the one thing I want to do is I saw this on Facebook. I don't. I didn't take a picture of who wrote this. But Six Man Victoria is the person that takes a lot of the shit. And believe me, she's been getting a lot of shit online. Um, so somebody wrote this. To her and I want to read it because I thought it it was a perfect example of everyone's frustration. Dear Six Man Victoria, I know my posts won't change a thing, and I know both Six Man and Kiss are not treating are not that interested in my opinion. But you are a nice person, and I want to let you know how disappointed I am in this year's announcement. I love the Kiss Cruise. It's part of my annual calendar, and I'm already missing it since. Kiss Cruise 10 is probably the last one still waiting for Paul and Gene to unretire. And yes, I am again going again this year. As a nine-timer, I saw a lot of improvements over the years, but the few downgrades I witnessed were shocking to say the least. The more the prices raise, I don't live in the U.S., but I doubt inflation there is as high as six-man inflation, the less we get. Band photo, cut. Deep cuts show, cut. Electric sail away, cut. Autographs, cut. Indoor show, cut. Everyone everyone got your strategy. Announcing the cruise with only two days to book? Come on. It's clear that the more we rationalize, the less we'd want to go. You're leaving people to decide within 48 hours if they will conform with it or if they will pull the plug from an already planned vacation. Catch 22. Shame on you. Every year we hear arguments on how it's all about having a good time, not complaining, etc. But I believe you're relying too much on it. After all, whatever crappy plans you shove down our throats, we'll take it, right? I know that once I'm on board, everything will be fine. But it's hard to deny it's bittersweet. For me, Kiss Cruise 10 has started with the wrong foot. Looking forward to hear your opinion. I thought that was very well written. Not in just like bitch and whine. What the fuck? You know, but now if you have now if you, great points now, if you have a nine time kiss cruiser speaking like that, that's a problem for the band. But like ultimately, like Steven said, it's one thing to put that on a social media post, but it's another thing to not spend the money on the cruise. So a lot of like, we're like, saying that I'm a like Steven, like, I'm a nine like, timer, I'm a seven timer. Like Steven said, times. you vote, with, you going. vote, you vote with your wallet and. You know, we, we've said we've said this a lot. Look, I mean, we you know we say it all the time. We love the band, et cetera, et cetera. But Kiss is not stupid. They know that their fans are extremely passionate, and they're doing this like they've done it before. Let's see what we can get away with. Let's see how mm-hmm. far we can push this. And this is a perfect example. And now, for the first time, you're seeing you're seeing diehards speak out on it. I thought it was um, something we should discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steven, any more thoughts or are we ready to move on? No, let's let's move on. All right. All right. Um, 
So the Kiss Cruise is something that I, I personally want to do, and we all need to push Tommy to do it. And uh, But I want to make sure, well, let's take a little break, because I don't want to get tied up to a motorboat and dragged around like a fool. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we're back, and we'll briefly talk about the uh, 2020 inaugural Vinnie Vincent jet ski cruise right after <laughs> this, maybe. <laughs> Tom, but all jokes had aside, a great photo online. All, all jokes aside, let's get into it, Zeus. What are we doing this week with our buddy uh, Steven? All right. So this week, we're doing um, best kiss opening track. So only from the studio albums. And including the solo albums We're not doing compilations So killers Like smashes, thrashes and hits Or kiss alive two, Like none of those count The only things that count are the studio albums And the solo albums We were fortunate enough to have Steven on When we did the closers And we said let's get him on when we have the openers So we're happy to have him on And uh, You boys ready to get this started? Let's go Steven, open us up, up, buddy. What do you got? All right. So I've said it a million times on the Grown Up Rock podcast. Opening songs for me on an album are really, really important uh, because it sets the tone for a complete album. And I like to listen to complete albums. Nowadays, probably doesn't matter as much because people have their Spotify playlist and it's all singles here and there. And it's, you know, people don't enjoy a full album like they used to. Uh, but for me, opening tracks are important. And so coming in at number 10, and this, this list may be a little bit, um, a little bit controversial to some kiss fans, but I like what I like. And I think an opening track should kick ass. And so coming in at number 10 for me is 
Modern Day Delilah off a of Sonic Boom. Great pick, Stephen. That's a great pick. Um, uh, it's the, uh, off off an album that is much maligned with some fans. I think that's a killer song, and I think it's a killer opener. Good pick for sure. And I I I like Modern Day Delilah and uh, Hell or Hallelujah from Monster quite a bit. Both those songs, but for me, I just I seem to like this song a little bit better. All right, yeah. That's a, for th- me, Stephen, um, it's the solo. Yeah. I love Tommy's solo on this. Um, it, it, it kicks ass. I love the pick. Um, great way to start, right? Absolutely. It's a great one. Yep. Um, Tom, you're up. Number All right. 10 for you. Yeah, so this wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, I think before we started recording, Steven said it was a little bit easier for him. Um, I sh- struggled with this, um, and this is definitely my personal top 10. Um, which I like when we do these because it open it it opens up for discussion and criticism, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but my number ten is uh, it's it's a fan favorite and it's uh, it, it's a killer opener. And um, here we go with this one. Title track off of Creatures of the Night. Love that song. Killer opener. Um, love it also as an opener on a live three. Um, but great song on an album that I am in the rare minority that I think is a tremendously overrated album, but we'll save that for a different episode. But um, love that song. Love that opener. Yeah, it's a that's a great opening tune. I mean, it's 
it's one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I don't see you guys getting a whole lot of shit from me tonight because as I went through all the opening tracks to the Kiss albums, there's not a whole lot that I don't like. Kiss are pretty good about putting great opening tracks on their records. Uh, and Creatures of the Night certainly fits that bill. Yeah. Um, ugh, um I'm, you know, I, uh, Steven said it right. Like, there's nothing really that I could be like, oh, that song sucks. Christian's Night's a good song. I just, um, you sound like you don't like it. No, <laughs> it sure for does. this list, for this list, uh, I'm just, okay. you know, we have favorites. That's, that's what makes uh, our podcast a lot of fun, Tom. We have yep. very different kiss opinions. So, okay. Well, you um, kick, off, kick it off with your opinion right oh now. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to love this. <laughs> oh, God. It's fucking <laughs> off the Peter Chris solo album. Here we go. <laughs> I would never have it this low. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But let's hit it with this one. Yes, off the debut album, number 10, and it's only out of, because I'm a sentimental fool, Strutter. First song off the first album. It's a good song. I, we just talked about it earlier uh, uh, when we did the original uh, debut album. I, you know, the Paul accent and everything. I know. Um, but, you know, it's a good song, a very good song. But it's not a fucking get me up And I want to like you know this is great Where did this Strutter hatred come from This is a new thing I'm learning from you When we did our Strutter, debut album That is hatred I made it it made the top 10 uh, Yeah but it sounds like you it's almost like you were forced To put it in there because it's it, on the debut yeah. album it, it does sound that way And it's, and it's kind of funny and listen let me, let me say this I'm not really mad at you at this point At all for putting that at number 10 Because it sounds like I have similar feelings towards Strutter, although not as hated as your feelings towards Strutter. <laughs> but, but, but I will say this for me, and maybe it's just the way it is on the record, but Strutter and Deuce to me are kind of brother and sister song. Not that they sound alike. They're just, for some reason, they're synonymous with one another. And to me, I'm a bigger fan of Deuce than I am Strutter. Now, that being said, Strutter is a classic. I mean, come on. First track on the first debut record. So it's a great song. 
for sure. But uh, yeah, at this point, I'm not mad at you. Where you're going to get hatred is where you start putting in stuff after it that ranked higher than Strutter from the Kiss fans <laughs> because you're going to pull something out of your ass. I have a feeling that's just like me and Tom are going to be like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might have some of that too on this list, but yeah, this will be interesting. Steven, you're up, buddy. Number nine. All right, number nine. This is a record that is liked by some Kiss fans and hated by Kiss fans. And I know that a lot of people put this as sort of a kiss wanting to sound like cinderella but i love it rise to it baby off a of hot in the shade fantastic pick and i love looking at zeus's face with these picks oh this is great that's a great song i i I am i am a vocal lover of hot in the shade um and yeah that that that's 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 a great song it's a song of the time um and i i think they did a great job with it i like i like it zeus you may be different zeus do you like kiss I'm not a big fan. Um, <laughs> Somewhere down the road, <laughs> Zeus yeah. was told this was a rap podcast. Yeah, it's just, yeah it's got some good songs. Um, Rise to it. Ah. Wow. I don't know. I don't know it's if it's a whole Cinderella thing, but it's just, you know, it just, Paul was in that zone about, and there's a couple more tracks that are on there, like, you can do it, water boy. Oh, I'm gonna rise to it. Oh, I'm the king of the mountain. Oh, I'm gonna freaking What's wrong with motivation? Fire. It's like, oh my god. What's wrong with motivation? What's wrong with okay? Have one or two songs about it, but not every single time. Because whoever you're singing to is a real fucking loser. First all of all, you need is motivation. Son, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. And I have breaking news for you, Zeus. Rise to it is not about motivation. It's about Paul getting a friggin' boner. Oh, that's I'm not true. Of course, when you're li- when you're lying next to me, baby, I can guarantee I'm gonna rise to it. Oh it's- no, it's not. <laughs> Come on, what else is he talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna rise to it. Exactly. It's about him taking his Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You're up. All right. Uh, this could be my first controversial pick is uh, I, I, I love the album um, and I love this song. The I love Gene's bass and Peter's drumming. And here we go. 
of dressed to kill room service love aces solo um i i love this album i love the production of this album and i love the way the band sounds on it um i know it, it might not be a, a big hit for a lot of people but um just a, a really a really cool tune for me um i agree with you uh room service the drumming is peter very underrated it's a very good song we we ranked it pretty high when we did our dress to kill review. Um, good song, just the lyrics get to me a little. Ooh, baby, I could use a meal. <laughs> what the fuck is that, Stephen? No, I like the song. Uh, it would be behind uh, several others for me that just missed my list. Uh, so it didn't even make you know, didn't even make my just missed list. But I do like the song. Okay. Zeus, you're up, buddy. Number nine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> there it comes. Fanfare and just a boy. All right. Kill yeah. Zeus. <laughs> no way. Hit it. on one of the many Zeus lists on our podcast is the one and only Rolf and Peter Chris with I'm Gonna Love You. Yes! I'm not gonna criticize you as much as I think Stephen may. I like (laughs) this song. Um, I like Peter's album. Probably because I'm an old man now, but um, how does I, the album start and the song start? Don't let me find you sleeping with another man. That's a, <laughs> that, that made our list of top opening lyrics. And because of our experience at the Kiss concert, when we were walking through the the, the hallway of the concert, right? And oh we said God. it, and then the one guy turns back to us and goes, hey, you seeing Peter Chris? That, ha- that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Now, now Stephen, if, if, I might be wrong, but I thought I heard... 
some uh, noises coming from you with uh, Zeus's announcement. <laughs> so, so here's the, here's the good news. I'm gonna love you is better than fanfare and just a boy. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the good news. I don't hate the song. There are, there are way worse songs on that record than that one. So I don't hate the song. Uh, but you just ranked that higher than Strutter. So I'm pretty yes. sure that the Kiss Army is now loading up a pillowcases full of locks <laughs> that they'll be standing outside of your door to yes. greet you with. So I'm just letting you know. I well, would they may, rather they... listen to I'm Going to Love You more than Strutter. Yes, I agree. Okay. And that's Everything why we... with our Kiss list is always have a little tint of fatigue factor that's that's how it is steven uh for me it's they're always there's always a little tad bit of it um so when strutter comes on my car uh on my shuffle when i'm driving do i let it play more most likely i'll let it play i'm gonna love you comes on i definitely let it play that's how i look at it okay fair enough Steven, what are we at? Number uh, eight for Steven. At number eight, check this out. In the morning, I raise my head, and I'm thinking of days gone by. And the thing I want out of night is. So off of rock and roll over, I want you. Don't That is my number eight, and uh, this was one of the songs that fluctuated in and out of my list because it's a little bit different than most Kiss openers. Obviously, because it starts off slow, which most of their other records is not that way, right? Uh, and this this may be the only one really that you can point to that says starts off sort of slow and it's only slow for a minute and then it kicks in. But it is a classic and I do like the groove and I want you. So I had to put it on my list. It's such a great record. Rock and roll over is that comes in at number eight for me. I love the album. I, I'm not I've never been a huge fan of I want you, um, especially as an opener, like you said, mm-hmm. Um you know, great guitar solo. I mean, I love the production on that album, um, but just not not one of my favorite Kiss songs. Zeus, on the other hand, this holds a special place in his heart. <laughs> it holds a special place in about 45 to 60 people at a Kiss concert in about 2003 when they all fucking got hit with mustard gas or something. Um, I like the song. It. it you know, I like when they hit the groove and Paul is like, you know, you know, basically screaming what he wants. And, uh, you know, you can run, you can hide, but you never mm-hmm. get it. like, I love that. Yeah. I think it's powerful that he's, you know, kind of, 
telling somebody that's what's going to happen. I like that. And I, you know, it, it, I think there's a trifecta of those type of songs. Uh, the trilogy, which is black diamond. I want you. And tonight you belong to me and I'm maybe missing something else, but I think those are the three that come to mind of what you're talking about. Steven. Yeah. I was speaking more from reference of kicking off an album. I don't think they have any other songs. Tonight you belong that- to me does. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that that's a great song as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I don't necessarily know if this was the best opener for this record, uh, because I usually like to, you know, kick the teeth out with with an opener. But uh, I do like this song quite a bit. Ooh. Well, cool. Well, speaking of kicking your teeth in with an opener, here is my number eight. of animalize i've had enough into the fire uh kiss doesn't have a lot of songs like this in the 80s they did mess around with it especially on uh you know lick it up and uh, animalize and uh the production on this album eric's drums especially on this song just a killer song um re- really good song this is a this is definitely an album in this song in particular that i've kind of matured with a little bit over the years i wasn't crazy about it. i've never been a real fan of fast kiss um, this, this album has a couple of songs that are faster, you know, like under the gun, but this song, um, just a killer song and a great opener. Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, the, the solo is like, Hey, we don't like this Vinnie Vincent character. Let's get rid of him, but let's put the most Vinnie Vincent solo into a kiss song of all time. And, um, it's over the top, but it's just, that was the, that was the style then. And it is a, a good song. I like it. It's fast. It's hard. It's of the time. Yeah, it's good. Vinnie Vincent solo or not, I don't give a shit, man. That song is so badass. My only uh, criticism of you is that it's uh, ranked too freaking low on Ooh. your list, man. Well, you get, you get, you'll have you'll have a couple more comments to say about my rankings as we move up the list. So uh, if you're mad at me for having that at number eight, whoo. Uh, that's that song is blistering and and that song does everything a lead off track should do which is uh kick your teeth straight down your throat yep zeus number eight for me i find that this song is similar to that song and um i'm gonna go with this
how does that song go, Tom? Exciter. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a kick-ass song. We got a fucking hot new guitar play. Listen to his solo. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not him. <laughs> it's a great wow. song. Love, love this song. Love this album. Great opener. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to get the guy that played rock and roll hoochie coo to play the solo. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he's? That's not what he's known for. He's known for uh, the Hulk Hogan theme. I'm a real American. That's what I think of. What wasn't it Rick Derringer that did rock and roll hoochie coo also or no? Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm just a wrestling geek, so I just like <laughs> I know that Hogan song. Um, yeah, I ju- I just think the song's a kick ass. I like it better than I've had enough, but they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like sister songs. I guess you could say, you know, good back-to-back killer openers. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Steven, number seven. Coming in at number seven, passion and fire, lust and desire. Exciter. Oh, our first repeat. Excellent. Yep. Yeah, it's a great song, man. It's a great kickoff track. And you're right. Back-to-back albums with, uh, with, I've had enough into the fire and then exciter, man, that kicks ass or, or flip flop rather exciter. And then I've had enough into the fire to kick ass opening tracks. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Let's go to seven. Uh, number seven for me. Uh, Zeus picked this at his, as his number 10. I have it very low. This is probably when the beginning of my list is going to get really criticized, but at number seven, I got strutter. Dude, you're complaining. It's going to get criticized at seven. I had it at fucking 10. I, I almost didn't put it in. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So, yeah. Don't you think it's fatigue? Um, Yeah, because that's probably where one of my other songs is not high on the list is going to the answer that, for that. But I'm telling I, you. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah. it's also something else, Stephen. Like, Strutter's a good song, but it's not a fucking... Yeah, it's not a, like a hard or get you into it or rocking hard. It's a good rock song. I think it has a great chorus. I love the chorus is kick ass. But think. I don't think it should have started the record. Dude, Dude yes, have started kiss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's, yep. that's its downfall. But yep, and I think it takes steps down for me as not an opening track. So we're hitting the um, duplicate part of the of the list because. At my number seven, I took uh, Stevens number 10, and I picked Modern Day Delilah. Love that solo. I think it's a great song to start off. And I remember when Sonic Boom came out, and they were on, like, The Tonight Show, and then they played. I'm like, wow, this is, like, I'm not just like, oh, I got to like this because this is a new Kiss song. I'm like, shit, this is a good song. I really like this. And... um and I think it's a great way to start off Sonic Boom, which is, I think, a very, very good album. But go ahead. No, it's good. It's great. I mean, it, it's it's a good song. I mean, I said it when Steven picked it. It's a it's a killer song. It's probably the best song on the album, and I do like Sonic Boom. So we're yeah. at number number six for Steven. Yeah, number six for me. So number six for me comes in off the self-titled debut and strutter. Uh, Like I said, six, um, like I want you, strutter was kind of the same way for me, which is it kind of came in and out of the list. And it's more of a, it's more of a respectful thing to put strutter in there 
more so than I just really love Strutter. I like Strutter. Strutter's a good song, but it's definitely not my favorite Kiss song, and I'm much more of a fan of like Deuce than I am Strutter. But you can't deny uh, the song and the debut record, so it comes in at number six for me. No, well said. Absolutely. All right. My number six. This is probably when my list will start to take a beating from people. You've been this, saying that for like three picks. You know. I know, but th- I, lo- I love I I do love this song, but I I probably have it ranked a little higher than most other people, and who knows if you even how on your list. A little bit of a nostalgia factor here. Um, so let's uh, let's play it. Opener off of the Gene Simmons solo album, Radioactive at number six. When these solo albums came out, I was five years old. I probably didn't get it when I was five. Maybe got it when I was six. And I was obsessed with Gene, especially this album cover. And in 78, this song was, I still like the song, uh, but when it came out, killer song, killer chorus, like that opening, the chanting, that like satanic music. Oh, just a, a great opener. I, I, I love that song. I still like it to this day on, on what is regarded as a pretty weak album altogether. But um, as an opener, I love that one. Um, running with the devil. <laughs> That's what wrong, I think wrong band, wrong podcast. <laughs> no. But you remember the movie that came out in the 70s? No. Uh, oh, I do. It was like Peter Fonda. It was like this devil kind of thing. Okay. And then this song, I remember this in the 70s. And this song, that's all I thought about. I'm like, this is devil shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's spooky. It's scary. Love this song. It's a great song. But that movie and this, and there was a lot of devil shit. And and our, our good friend, um, Tony from Restraints, a twin there, Anton, what's his name? Anton La- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the 70s all was all that the same- shit was like. That's yeah, what the, I think about with that song. The 70s had all the satanic panic with all the horror movies. You know, you had the exorcist and the omen and the devil worshiping and all that stuff. And and at this time, people thought Kiss was, you know, knights and Satan's service and everything. Brilliant move by Gene. But uh, yeah, cool song. Steven, like it? Hate it? What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, there's going to okay. be very few songs that I don't like off these uh, lead off tracks. So, yeah, okay. it's cool, too. Okay. Uh, Zeus, you're number six. Yeah, so my number six, you just said it, Radioactive. No shit. All right. Yeah, wow. so that's, I don't know what you're complaining about. I mean, I thought that was. 
I didn't. Um, I don't know. I thought that was okay. Cool. All right. So we're swinging back. Oh, to it was Race with the Devil. I'm looking it up. Not right. Oh, okay. Okay. Race with the Devil is a 1975 yeah. horror movie with Peter Fonda. Radioactive is probably one of my more favorite tunes off that solo record. Truthfully. Oh, I think it's probably the best. I mean, that album. Yeah, I, I, not I, much competition. I mean, I do like Gene's album. I mean, some of the songs are okay, but Radioactive is a killer opener for sure. Yeah, it's got a handful of good tunes on it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not Peter Chris solo album, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh my God. God. I, can't wait. I can't wait to do that album review episode. Ooh. Oh, oh, feel free to people to tune into our uh, Gene Simmons solo review uh, uh, album review. We did that. We also did dress to kill. So those are a couple of people that song albums that people can tune into but and, animal, and, and animalize. We did it. I've had enough. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I believe number five is yep. that yep, Steven? for Steven. Yep. Number five starts out with this. First track off the Revenge album, Little Unholy. Love this tune. How is this only number five? Oh, (laughs) Stephen, you're killing me, my man. Well, I look at it this way. Four, three, two, one, have a special place in my heart. So that's why it's number five. But yeah, it could have easily listened. Truthfully, Unholy could have easily been four, three, two, or one. Uh, well, not one. One has always been sacred to me, but it definitely could have moved in the four, three, and two spots. I love, love, love this song. So, oh, it's killer. Uh, yeah, it's just a great song. Yep, absolutely. Um, I love that song. Uh, I just think the uniqueness of all the holy shit. They're opening with a Gene track, and it's a single. Holy shit. I think that it, you know, endears itself to me a little bit more, makes it more enticing for me to like put it on this list. I love Unholy. I think it's a great tune. I love that Gene did it. So yeah, I'm with you on this one, Steven. And yeah. he looks so badass in the video. Oh, killer video with Paul and Paul trying to be badass, doing the cross with his <laughs> arms like <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Ah, killer song all right so number five for me right uh yes right um we we briefly mentioned that no one's picked it but we did talk about it so here is my number five Ago. 
of the Paul Stanley solo album Tonight You Belong to Me this song I feel gets buried into the Paul solo album I know Kiss fans like the solo albums if this song was on a studio album if they threw it on Rock and Roll Over or Love Gun I think this would have been a monster of a hit Um, just a a killer the way it opens Um, you know we talked about it with the I Want You opening just the real slow acoustic and then it just really just kicks you like steven said kicks you right in the teeth awesome tune by paul yeah this is a great great written song this just did miss my list and this is a song that uh you know didn't come to me early on in my kiss fandom this came to me quite late it was really uh my co-host poonie that kind of pushed paul stanley's solo record on me more uh, and made me, you know, go back and listen to this record uh, quite a bit. And there's just some great music on this record. And tonight, you belong to me is is one of them. Who the fuck is Sonny Pony? <laughs> <laughs> Good picks, uh, Tom. I like the song. Like we were saying earlier, that Black Diamond and uh, I Want You, kind of similar. Um, Paul at his best, you know, pouring his heart out. Um, number five hasn't been picked, so let's hear it. (laughs) 
So for me, the reason I picked the song is this is the last Kiss studio album and the opening track to that studio album and could be the my favorite song they've done in the last 15, 20 years. Not that they have many, but Hell or Hallelujah just kicks ass. Love this song. Uh, I love that it has a little bit, you know, uh, the reason I have it so high is because it is the last album, not too much fatigue there. I just think even like, again, it always, it always amazes me that your favorite band, when they put out something like, do you force yourself to try to like it? Even when it's like, ah, this isn't very good. I never have to force myself to like kiss music. It's almost like they know what I like and boom, here's the first song off the first album. And then they forgot everything else on the rest of the album. But uh, for the first song, they're like, take this. And you're like, holy shit, this can, this is, there you go. You just put another one in those Kiss songs that I'll never get sick of and that I'll love the rest of my life. Kicks ass, just hard, fast, and great hook. And of course, that chorus, the Paul Stanley chorus, can't be beat. Sing it for us. Oh, I can't even say the word. It's a fun. It's a fucking running gag. I can't say hallelu- hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, that, that's when you do your Robert Kraft impersonation. <laughs> I want a red balloon and a finger <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> no, it's a great song, but the fact that you have it ranked number five is just lunacy. But yeah, it's a good. It's a good song. You know, one of the things I did today in prepping for this is I. Because I thought they were very similar songs, um, just in the feel, not necessarily the sound. But I, I played Modern Day Delilah and Hell or Hallelujah back to back and just kind of went back and forth and said, well, which one do I really, really like over the other one? And and Modern Day Delilah's obviously, it's the one that won out for me. It ended up at number, number 10. But Hell or Hallelujah is a great tune as well. I just not not that far up on the list. Yep. All right. So we're number four, Stephen. Number four, Tom, I think you already picked this one, but Creatures of the Night. Love yep. the way that song kicks off, and I love the breakdown in this song. It's just this uh, Creatures of the Night was kind of a – it wasn't the first kiss I heard, but it was sort of an entry point for me getting into the band. My fandom into the band came with Creatures of the Night. Because then I was kind of old enough to be able to start purchasing albums. I was old enough to go to concerts. And, uh, you know, I saw this tour. And so this this is a big song for me. And that's that's why I said my four, three, two, and one are have a little bit special place in, in my personal heart. And so Creatures of the Night at number four for me. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. I, no, I, I understand. And that's just the thing. Certain songs, certain bands, you remember them. They have a different place in your heart, and that's why you can move them up and down the list. But good pick, Tom. All right, number four. This should be number one, and it's probably number one for most people out there. Um, But a little bit of fatigue factor for me, and my top three was not going to be beat by this one. So number four, here we go.
off of Destroyer, Detroit Rock City lands at number four for me. Um, I wanted to put it higher because it deserves to be higher. But for my personal taste, these other songs, I, I, I had to go with my personal taste. I love the song, but it's just that's where it lands for me. It doesn't sound like you have any personal taste. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I can appreciate your honesty, Tom. And, uh, you know, I think that's fantastic. I understand 100% about what you're saying there. It is a really, really great song. And in a lot of kids circles, you're right. They're going to, they're going to have your ass for that. But, uh, yeah, appreciate the honesty. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Let me give you a little bit of a back rub here. Seuss, that is the fucking stupidest pick I've ever seen. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking two get a room. All right. <laughs> Number four for me. Uh, you already picked it, Stephen. Uh, um, I don't think Thomas picked it yet. Uh, number four for me is Unholy. Okay. Killer yeah. song. Fair uh, enough. See, now we're getting into the good stuff, the top three. All right, Stephen. Number three for me. I had a little bit more respect than my man, Tom. So I moved Detroit rock city up to number three. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's a classic. You cannot bob your head when this song comes on. I love it. Wow. Okay. I thought everybody would be having this at number one, but I'm glad to see a little bit of dissension here. This is that that's good. Detroit rock city at number three. (laughs) Zeus is shaking his head. Go ahead. Go ahead. Number three for you. All right. So, (laughs) Number three for me, two and three could have flip-flopped. Number one is locked in. Um, this could be number one for me too, but it would never it would never do that. But here we go. favorite song off of any of the solo albums rip it out ace freely one of the all-time greats and i said this about paul's uh with uh, tonight you belong to me if rip it out was on a studio album it would have been ace's biggest song um absolutely killer riff anton fig blows it up on the drums um just one of my all-time favorites um i'll just continue the thread and that is, that's my number three. Rip okay. one out. Um, <laughs> Rip one and- out. Rub it out. <laughs> <laughs> Rub one out. <laughs> my Rub, one- <laughs> Rub one out. <coughs> there it is. Uh, great song. Um, and for some reason, it's almost like, is that really Ace singing? It's a good vocal performance. Yep. So, yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. Steve, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Rip It Out just missed my list. I like it a lot. Uh, it's for me the biggest problem. Uh, really comes down to uh, Ace's voice. I mean, I just don't love Ace's voice. Really? And, and I know that he. This is. Oh, well, I don't either. But I thought on this song he wasn't bad. And I'm not saying it, it is bad. As as Ace songs go, I love Rip It Out. Like it's one of my favorites. Uh, but it just there's just too much other stuff that I love above it, and so it just missed my list. That's a, that's what? interesting. You say that because I, I I'm not a huge fan of Ace's voice, but I think um, the music in this album kind of covers up some of the things that I might not be crazy about. But I I can see I could see where you're coming from with his his voice definitely. Yeah. Agree though. agree in what you're saying, Tom. Yeah yeah yeah. Me and Steven agree. Yeah. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so <laughs> I'm only like, I'm like, what the fuck does Steven have? Because I know what Tom's two top two are. I, I know them. Yep. Uh, what the fuck? I am just thinking, what is, I'm not even gonna look more to the list. Does he have what song am I missing? Because I know All the right. one one definite. So go ahead, my, Steve. You're number two. Well, my my number, I won't give it away, but my number one. To anybody who listens to any of the KISS podcasts that I've ever been on or any KISS conversations that Sonny and I have on Grown Up Rock, my number one should not be a surprise to anybody. Um, but my number two is I've had enough into the fire from Animal Eyes. I told, I told you earlier, I love that song. That song just kicks so much ass, and I can't deny it. And... If you remember at the beginning of the show, I said one of the things for a, a Kiss opening tune or any opening tune for, for that matter, it should really just come out of the gates and, and you know, kick ass. And that song does. I mean, it does from start to finish. So uh, that's number two for me. Number two. Wow. I mean, good song, but um, yeah, no, I, you know, that's why these are our own lists. I mean, I had it at number eight. Um, you had it number two. It is a great song. And the other thing about that is it doesn't, you don't hear it that much. I mean, it's not like on a bunch of compilations. It's not on live, uh, CDs and, uh, you just don't hear it. So it's not overplayed in my opinion. And, Absolutely. And yeah. No, no fatigue factor there. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. So when I mentioned this shit, no fatigue factor. Oh, what the fuck is the matter with you? Oh, uh, well, strut it because a little fatigue. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I never hear I'm going to love you. Oh, that song sucks. I didn't say that. I like that song. You two need to get a room. I like Peter All right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my bitch fest. Go ahead. I know what your number two is. Number two for me could have been number one, but number one is never going to get unseated. Number two is Unholy. Um, may, perhaps my all-time favorite Gene song, and that's saying a lot because it's on for revenge. It's not non-makeup, but... Unholy is uh is amazing. Yeah. Uh good pick. I knew you would have it there. I remember when it came out, how much back in the day, how much you loved that song and what it meant to you. Um Yeah. It's um Steven, and want you anything to add to Tom's pick? No, you guys know how I feel about Unholy. It's amazing. So yeah, it's fine. Well, number two. I get to take away your thunder. Because I know what your number one is, Stephen. I know what Tom's number one is. I knew it from the start that these yeah. are going to be your number one. Yeah. So this is my number two. So let's hear it. 
and then I'm going to let you guys talk about it because it's your number one. Let's hear it. Absolute favorite kiss song. I stole your love from love gun. Such a kick ass riff. Love, 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 love that song off of love gun. I stole your love. So there's a lot of love. Yep. It's the greatest kiss album. The greatest kiss opener. It's, it's just, it's, it's perfect. And Zeus has his number two, which means he sucks, and Stephen and I are better than him. Yeah. Is that um, your number one, too, Tom? It is. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know why I fell in love with the song? Um, I fell in love with the song because there's a great version of it on a Kiss Exposed, uh, the live footage. And when the second verse picks up, and you can still put me down. Oh, yeah. Gene looks to the camera and must flash his tongue like 2000 times in a, in like five second period. And I'll never forget that phase. And it's just awesome. Him looking at the camera, all fucking battered. You remember exposed comes out. We never saw old kiss. Like I don't remember old kiss because we were young when we saw it. And, but seeing that again, when kiss exposed came out, Oh my God, I was just like, Oh, this is my favorite band. And I'll never forget that moment, and I'll never forget listening to I Stole Your Love. Great tune. Great tune. So um, last pick is a pick that you guys already had. Steven, you had it number three. Uh, Tom had it number four. Nobody that picks anything but Detroit Rock City knows anything <laughs> about fucking Kiss. Never mind the story, the, the, you know, the car, the radio, all the stuff, the the car crash and it leading right into so i put that all together and i'm like what a way to open an album because never mind that the song is just i i'll never have fatigue factor over detroit rock city the just bob ezrin's production the the in a leading right into another classic song to me makes it even more important that it's the opener Detroit Rock City, I think, is the 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 opening song off any Kiss album, and I stand by that pick. But that's why we have opinions on Kiss. But Detroit Rock City, number one for me. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, I oh, go ahead, Stephen. I was just gonna say, I don't think you'll get a lot of people that are gonna try to debate that with you. And 
even for me where it wasn't my number one, it was my number three. It's not a real big debate because to me, you know, you could flip flop a lot of these songs. I just love the riff and I stole your love. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just a kick-ass opener. It's a little bit hotter pace than, uh, Detroit rock city. And to me, I stole your love. That's sort of what made that hot in the shade tour when they were opening up with, I stole your love that kicked ass, man. Um, but yeah, that's just my feeling. Detroit rock city, never a bad pick. No, agreed. I mean, having it number one, like I said, I, I, I almost felt bad that it wasn't number one, but you know, looking at the, looking at these opening tracks, I mean, I stole your love unholy, rip it out. Those are, those are almost Mount Rushmore songs for me. And they all happen to be album openers. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's what's there to say about Detroit Rock City? It's so you know. what I'm looking at to find this list interesting is how many of us picked unique songs. I think Tom and Steven's picks uh, they have more of the same picks than me and any Steven or Tom. But what I noticed is Steven is the only person to have "I Want You" and rise to it. Um, Tom, you're the only person to have "Tonight You Belong to Me." In room service. And I had Hell or Hallelujah. I think I said it right. Exciter. I'm going to love you. Steven had Exciter. I had Exciter too. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I had two. So I had two exclusives. Uh, Tommy had uh, two as well. And I think Steven had one. No, Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Steven had two as well. I want you and rise to it. So that's... I. I think that's probably makes sense, right? Oh, Zeus, Zeus, did you ever rip it out? Uh, rip one out? Yeah, I did. Number yeah, okay, three. You did have that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Okay. This I mean, was there, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, and there was a lot of honorable mentions and I was kind of checking, I was making changes to my list right up until pretty much the episode. Um, but you know, and, it, it is what it is. I mean, I could probably make changes to these, you know, if we did this list in six months, my list may be a little different. Can you guys share, uh, maybe you don't, but I can, but can you guys share like maybe five songs that just missed your list? Sure. Absolutely. Steven, kick it off for me. Rip it out tonight. You belong to me. King of the mountain. I know that you guys hate asylum, but I like King of the mountain. What was the second one? Uh, rip it out. No, you started. I thought it was rip it out. Then rip it. Then, uh, rip it out tonight. You belong to me. Uh, uh, tonight, I said, yeah, tonight you belong to me, King of the Mountain, Got to Choose, I like a lot, and uh, uh, Zeus's favorite song, Psycho Circus. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that tune. I don't get why you don't like it, but oh, I do. I like that song. <laughs> Tommy, go ahead. Yeah, so for me, I had, um, off of Carnival of Souls, I had Hate, because I love Gene and I like that song. Um, I had, I also had rise to it. Uh, I had exciter, uh, I had, is that you off of unmasked? Um, and I was going to have it on my top 10. It just didn't make it, but that was, I was made for loving you off a dynasty. Yeah. But see, I think that brings it stuff against it because people hear that opening track and then they judge it as the disco album. And that's what pisses me off. Yep. That's so I think it would that's why I didn't want to put it on here because I'm like, no, it hurts the album by being the opening track. I Good think point. if you started off with something, one of Ace's rocking songs, 
Um, you know, maybe that might be made a difference. And people would see it differently if they heard the, the album open up with Hard Times. Holy shit. People right, have a good. way different perception of that, that, uh, that album. Good point. Um, so for me, if I had to pick uh, five more, um, I would guess I'm going to go with, uh, oh, Jesus, not really much. Uh, probably Tonight, You Belong to Me. Um, room service. Um, I want you. Um, so I need two more, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've had enough. And um, holy shit, we're really at slim pickings now. Um, I probably would have to guess. I got to choose. No. no. Yeah. First, first of all, that song's not even good, let alone a good opener. I like the best, the, damn, damn. the best version of that song is the unplugged version. Yeah. But I did not put Creatures of the Night on that top 15. <laughs> See, that's interesting because I'm not even a huge fan of Creatures of the Night, the album. I just think that song is awesome. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, that's okay. Do it for me. It's all right. Um, I think this is a fun list. You know what we should do? Steven, we'll have you back when we can do you. Maybe we do something where we like you pick the best of the <coughs> closers and openers, like the closers versus openers tracks. Who wins? Or do oh, a draft like that? I see what you're I, saying. I think you know, I think we should have to put together an album and alternate opener and closer all the way through the album. And what would be your top ten? Yeah, make an album of the openers and closer and put your favorites. But or you, ha- yet, you have to alternate. Like you ha- you have to alternate. So it has to be an opener. It can't be two openers or two closers in a row. It has to alternate, and you pick your top ten. Yeah, I like Steven, that. I like that. That's got to be a draft. Well, we could have Steven in for a draft. Right? That would make sense if we were drafting. And you'd be like, you know, you're holding on for Black Diamond. God damn it. I got friggin', you know, something. I, I got friggin', uh, what, what's that other horrible song? Um, Just a Boy. Just a Boy. But, yeah. you know, any of these top 10 opener lists that uh, each one of us put together, I would listen to that playlist because I, I, I love it all. It's, yeah. it's, those are three great playlists right Agreed. there if you just stick to that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. There's not that much like, you know, usually I'm like, oh, that's a terrible. I hate it. I, I don't hate any of your picks. I think no. they're all good. There's no. not really a bad song on that. No. list. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, Kiss, Kiss was strong with their openers. That's for sure. Well, good job, everyone. Yep. Tom, we usually try to answer a question. Uh, during the next part. So what do you got for us? So we yeah, so we're going to we got one question here, which is kind of I'm glad that Steven is here for this. Um, so this is from one of our, uh, one of our big fans deuce on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Um, he says if kiss my ass volume two came out today, what bands would be on it? And maybe what songs would be done? He said, Fozzie should be on there doing dance all over your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I like, I kind of saved this when I knew that we were going to have Steven on cause Steven is a little bit, you know, or, or a lot more kind of uh, in touch with some some of the newer bands, or you know, Zeus and I are kind of stuck in the old Stone Age. 
So, mm-hmm. Stephen, what, what do you think of, of what can off the top of your head? I mean, they don't have to be new bands. They could be classic rock bands or whatever. But what are some songs or bands that you think you would like to see if they did Kiss My Ass Volume 2? Yeah, I think Kiss would uh, want to use some more modern, relevant bands because that's Kiss's MO, right? Yep. Uh, they're not going to want to use old and used. They're going to want to use new and uh, popular. And uh, a lot of the popular shit to me just kind of sucks. You know, who are you going to use Slipknot to do Detroit Rock City? Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Yikes. awful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, brutal is exactly right. So I'm not really into it. So uh, I don't know. That That's one that takes a lot of thought. And off the top of my head, I don't really necessarily know. I would love to hear some of the uh, um, non-makeup error stuff redone as opposed to all the old classics. You know, it would be cool to hear somebody do like an unholy or um, maybe something off of, uh, asylum, you know, just something different, something that you don't hear remade all the time, I think would be fun. Yeah. I, I think his suggestion of Fozzie would absolutely have to be on the list because obviously we know Jericho is a huge kiss fan, a huge non-makeup kiss fan. So him doing one of those killer songs, you know, hit, be it Paul Stanley song, probably, um, but he's but yeah. done, he's done something already, hasn't hasn't King he of the been on Time World and it's awesome, yeah. awesome rendition. Yep, yeah, I think I had that record, whatever uh, compilation record that was. Yeah, it's like with a hot chick on the cover. Yeah. It's a compilation. Um, so I would probably like I I know you you're talking about new bands, Tom. I still would rather see the bands that we know love Kiss. Yeah, not necessarily. So I new rather bands. I want to hear Pearl Jam. Because I know they love Kiss I want to hear, you know, Anthrax do another song of Kiss I want to hear Alice in Chains do a Kiss song I want bands that have loved Kiss and respected Kiss Fozzie to do Kiss Uh, Give us your favorite or your rendition of it I don't need to hear, oh, this is the latest Let's have, um, you know, let's let's have uh, Katy Perry do Kiss Like, I don't need, like, the modern-day pop star it just doesn't translate. I'd rather have the bands that know Kiss, know what's about, and do a rendition true to the band and true to themselves. You know? No, I think you're right. You want to have a band you like that has a little bit of passion behind what they're doing and that they're just not doing it for, you know, some kind of money grab. Like you said, the ba- the bands that you named that are that grew up listening to Kiss. Like for me, obviously not a newer band, but a band that I love and a band that has talked about how much they love kiss is a band like the foo fighters like i'd love to see dave grohl do you know like detroit rock city done by the foo fighters would probably be insane you know mm-hmm. um or black diamond done by them or something yep re- yep that too but um you know I, just, I, I i don't know i think it would be an interesting project um i'd love to see it um it well, doesn't seem back like to the original how about this how about rod stewart doing hard luck woman finally yeah, speaking speaking of Rod Stewart, real quick, he's touring with Cheap Trick. Am I yeah. the only one that was a little confused by that double bill? Uh, yeah, I saw Rod that. Stewart used to be a rocker. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's what to. I think. I think 70s he's Rod Stewart. Maybe he's tired of the crooning that he's doing. That's well, why I was. That's why I was surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case, uh, Zeus. I think he's going to come out this year, this summer, and do a actual rock tour where he's doing his old rock stuff, maybe even some small faces and stuff like that. That's oh. why Cheap Trick is opening. 
I would love to see that. And, and, and you're right. That stuff would be fantastic, but <coughs> excuse me. It was, it was weird when I saw that because for years, you know, it's been Rod Stewart sings the classics. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden they announce him with cheap trick. I'm like, all right, well maybe he's getting back to his roots, which would be awesome if that's the case. Yeah. That, um, that, that tour is coming uh, to one of the venues I work at. So I'm looking forward to seeing that this summer. Nice. Nice. But yeah. Good, good question though. Thanks Deuce. And uh, thanks for listening and interacting with us. Like you always do. We appreciate that very much, but good question. Hopefully someday we do see a new tribute album by, by uh, some of these bands. Yeah, my only request is if you're going to do another Kiss tribute record and whoever you use, that's all well and fine. I'm fine with you saying you wanted bands that like Kiss to do it. I would just ask that you don't do the same tunes over. Go dig deep into the catalog and do shit that we haven't heard. I don't need to hear somebody do Love Gun or Detroit Rock City again or Mm -hmm. whatever. Just Mm -hmm. just do some deep shit. That's all. And uh, I wanted to add... Little Faces, Stay With Me, is the best Stone song that the Stones never sang. Oh, that song. uh, I mean, if that song just rocks, if Rod Stewart went back to that, Hot Legs, shit like that, when his band was kind of all fucking strung out on cocaine and playing rock music, that'll be a great tour with Cheap Trick. I'd actually love to see that. Um, so I, re- I really think that's what it's going to be. I'll be surprised if it's not. Yeah, that'd be great. So cool. as usual, uh, people, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can, uh, interact with us as usual on social media. Tom is the social media guru. We get back to you as best we can. Facebook. Twitter, especially Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, we're all over the place. And you can always email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Send us comments, questions. We, you know, we read them on the air. And um, feel free to uh, let us know what you think about uh, the show. And as always, we ask you to give us one of those five star child reviews on uh, Apple uh, iTunes, on podchaser.com, and uh, also, um, where can we find uh, Stephen, your podcast, Growing Up Rock? Well, you can find the Growing Up Rock podcast anywhere you listen to your fine podcast, including the Shout It Out Loud podcast. We are all over the place. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that crap. And uh, yeah, come on over. Give uh, Grown Up Rock a shot. We have a Kiss Store moment for each and every one of you every episode. And uh, myself and my co-host, Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Uh, we, uh, we do our best to do some interview episodes and, uh, do some fun themed episodes all centered around hard rock and metal music, baby. If you're listening to us right now and you have not checked out growing up rock, please do so. They will quickly become one of your favorites. Steven and Sonny do an amazing job. They do like Steven just said, fun episodes, interviews, or they do, you know, sometimes top 10 rankings. They talk about new music, old music, really excellent stuff. 
So be sure to check them out. Um, and uh, we are our our podcast here. We're also part of the excellent uh, Pantheon podcast family, where you can find tons of other rock, pop, metal, music discussion, commentary, interview shows. Check those out um, between Shout It Out Loudcast, Grown Up Rock, and some of those shows at Pantheon. You're going to have your fill of uh, excellent music uh, information. So check all those out. Yeah. One of the things I just want to add, quickly add, and the thing about Grown Up Rock that you know you said give them a – when you put them on the rotation, they will stay on the rotation. And um, the thing that you know I think makes it work so well is, is similar to what I think makes it work for us, buddy – we're different. Sonny and Steven are very different, but their chemistry works. The jokes, the shit that they give each other, their opinions, they both add something to them. They're not just one guy talking and the other going, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have opinions, they share them. And, um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you guys also have a, a website, don't you? We do. Grownuprock.com. G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. You can come there. You can find our podcast. We have blogs that we put out. We do concert reviews and articles and things like that. And so, uh, yeah, it's a good place to get some other information to go along with the podcast as well. Yeah. And what I tend to do is sometimes when I listen to your episode and you have new music, I'm like, I missed it. I didn't hear them say who that was. Don't you have that list on your website where you can be like, shit, I really like that song. You have a track listing of the songs that are played. I thought, right. Yeah. If you go to the episode on the website, we have full show notes and in the show notes, we'll put, uh, there's a part in the show notes that says music in this episode provided by, and it gives the names of the bands, uh, that were played on the episode, whether it's just an opening track or whether it's something we talked about, we provide all that in the full show notes. So if you're, if you're not going to the full show notes, a lot of times you'll miss stuff like that. And a lot of times I'll just put stupid remarks in the show notes just to see if anybody's listening because (laughs) it's just fun for me (laughs) so so we do stuff like that uh just to see if anybody will answer us on our social media uh because you can you can find us on facebook at growing up rock and at twitter and instagram same thing at growing up rock and you can hit us up and we'll uh we'll communicate with you but we have a good time uh we obviously we talk back and forth with these two zeus and tom uh we've got a regular uh breakfast club of <laughs> podcasts that we go back and forth on text all day long so excellent yeah. stuff yep Stephen, uh steven's got the copyright and uh of the morning recap <laughs> when we come back to the you miss like 45 to like 70 messages Steven loves to give us the, okay, so here's the breakdown. Somebody <laughs> farted. Somebody said this. So-and-so is into this kinky type of porn. And uh, what did I miss? And it's it's fantastic. Yeah, we have um, a good time. Good guys. Absolutely. We're, we're the new brat pack, only we're like the rag pack, or we'll have to come up <laughs> with our own name. Pack. Fat pack. <laughs> Idiot pack. I like that one. Yeah. Uh so to end this, we usually go to our lyrics and famous last words. Uh, over to you first, Stephen. Oh, deep in the night, I am waiting. Sent from above, power of love in my hand. What could that possibly mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I know what you want. 
I know what you need and I know what you feel. Lose all your fears and live out your dreams. I'm the one who's going to make it real. Passion and fire, lust and desire, exciter. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, Top of that, Tom. Well, my, my, my lyrics will not be as lovey and sexy as those because they come from Gene. So you send your children to war to serve bastards and whores. <laughs> so now you know you created me. On the day that you were born. I've served a few bastards and whores in my time. (laughs) Settle down, Gene Simmons. (laughs) Man. All right. Well, I rode the highway to heartache. I took a trip on the ship of fools. Oh, yeah. And I paid the price to have my way. Because money especially on the Kiss Cruise, makes the rules. Yeah. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Always awesome to have you. Uh, say hello to Mr. Pooney over there. Uh, Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Steven, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. We, all, we had a great time as always. Thank you, buddy. Boys, I enjoyed it. Kiss Army, I am out. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.